brand new series today, and our brand new series is uh, about I don't know if the lights tipped it off, but it's about illuminate, and uh, we are going to have a uh, few few messages here. The next few messages we're going to be talking about being illuminated and what it means to be illuminated. So. Today I want us to start, and I know many of you, uh, you're, you're ready for the Word, and it's exciting because we get to come together uh, on days like this, and we get to hear the Word of the Lord, and we get to come together, but I hope that today we will leave a little different than the way that we came. Amen? I hope that you don't just leave with a little bit of head knowledge, but that you leave with a little bit more determination in your heart that you want to be who God wants you to be. Amen? Amen. So don't go to sleep. I know it's a little warm, but don't go to sleep. We'll, we'll, I promise I don't have 50 pages here uh, planned to speak to you. I just want to, I want to get right to it. I want to get right to the point. And uh, I am the lead pastor here at the Crossroads of Louisville, and I'm so glad that you're here. Those of you that are watching online, thank you for watching online because we know you check us out most of the time online before you come to service. So come see us soon. We look forward to seeing you. Amen. So I want you just, as we start today, I want you to kind of picture yourself in a spaceship. Many of you, that's not hard. You're like, I'm already there. Uh, but I want you to picture yourself in a spaceship hovering above the earth. You float in the stillness gazing towards the planet that you know so well. And you can vaguely see the shape of the continents and the islands dotted across the vast ocean. And uh, as you do this, the view is dark. Nothing stirs except the clouds cast an even deeper shadow over the face of the globe, and really there's no sign of life. But suddenly, out of the corner of your eye, you see a small prick of light, a flicker that starts small, but it grows stronger and stronger until it is a forceful being casting its light into the darkness. And then you see another and another and yet another. And before you know it, there are multitudes of these lights shining brightly, breaking through the darkness that is determined to enshroud the entirety of the earth. The clouds thicken, the shadows gather, but their radiance cannot be dimmed. As a matter of fact, the lights continue to shine brighter and brighter. There is hope. The world is not doomed after all. There is life in the midst of the gloom. Now I want you to imagine with me Jesus looking at the earth as a whole. The beauty of His creation has been cloaked in a darkness that has deepened and become more and more impenetrable as the years go by. A vast number of people have little or no concept of the Creator of the universe, the author of life on the earth. The world has turned from God and has become reliant on itself. It creates its own laws. It believes and knows that science overrules creation and so it has no need of God. And the darkness of sin and self-seeking have become the governing powers. Even much of what is labeled religion in our world and Christianity in our world has become saturated with self-interest. Can you imagine for God how heartbreaking this is? But through the gloom of the unbelief and sin, a light shines through. Jesus looks and He sees a young girl standing in the circumstances of her life and all around her, her faith in God is uh, everything around her shows that faith is non-existent everywhere. And, and, and everyone around her seems to criticize her and ridicule her, but 
She believes in Jesus. Amen. The spirit of the times reigns supreme and people are living according to their own lust. But there she stands, firm in her faith. She believes in Jesus and what He did for her. And she is willing to suffer anything for His sake. She will not be swayed by temptations to sin. She will not be drawn by the spirit of the times. She resists these because of her faith knowing that she has a higher call. A calling to follow her Lord and her Master Jesus on the way that He opened up for her. Her desire is to follow Him, denying her own will, taking up her cross daily. She knows that this is the way that leads to eternal life with Him. And so she has power to shine. What joy that brings to Jesus' heart. What a reward He has in store for this girl who is willing to shine for His sake and how He listens when she calls out for strength and power and when she meets situations that take a battle and trials that come are hard to bear. She's been, uh, she's been through it, but He has been through it here on the earth. He battled as a man as well. He understands temptation because he fought against the same things that she comes up against in her life. The fear of man, lusts, pride, selfishness, vanity. He knows what it's like, but he knows her faithfulness. He knows her longing to be free from sin, her need. So in his love, he supplies all the power that she needs to stand all the way through the trial. He wraps her in His arms of love and it's like energy that fuels the light. Then she comes through triumphant and her light shines even brighter. And over here, a young man at college is going through some stuff and he's got a professor who's an atheist. And over there is a mother in her home with a broken heart. And over there is a, a cashier at the grocery store. And then there's the retiree and the auto mechanic and the lonely veteran. You are the light of the world, Jesus said. As the world grows darker, and as sin and the spirit of the Antichrist become more and more powerful all over the earth, there are those who will not give in. Because of their love for Jesus and His love evident in their lives, they resist the influences of a world without conscience. They continue to shine. They continue to stand faithful. They have a Savior who loved them enough to leave everything and show them that they could resist temptation and overcome sin. And they are willing to give up everything on this earth for His name's sake. Because He loved them so much. They love Him in return by overcoming the sin in their own human nature and showing His love to those around them. You see, love truly is the answer. When you learn to love and you learn to value yourself the way that Jesus loves you, then you can accept and you can return His love. And you can love others and have great relationships with them because of His love. There are some people that you have to have the love of God inside of you in order to get along with. Amen. In the book of Acts, we see that the Gospel spread rapidly all across the Roman Empire because of the love of the early Christians that they showed to the outsiders. And that they couldn't figure these Christians out. They couldn't figure these people out who would uh, seemingly love people when they were being hated. They would love people when they were being tortured. They would love people when they were being thrown into the Colosseum and they were being torn apart. But the light of the world is Jesus Christ. And the Bible tells us that God is love. So it makes perfect sense that the love of God has the power to lighten a dark world. I'd like to turn your attention to 1 John chapter 4. 
And I want us to read together verses 16 through 21. And I'll read a few other verses, but I want you to notice this. It says, And we have known and believed the love that God has to us. God is love. And he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God, and God in him. Herein is our love made perfect, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casteth out fear. Because fear hath torment. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. We love Him because, somebody say it, He first loved us. If a man say, I love God and hateth his brother, the Scripture says, he is a liar. For he that loveth not his brother whom he hath seen, how can he love God whom he hath not seen? And this commandment we have from Him, that he who loveth God loveth his brother also. Yes, you can be a light that shines. You can be. You can bring joy to Jesus. You can bring light and love into this world. You can be a beacon of light in the darkness. and uh, You can bring hope and you can bring glory to God through your light. Matthew 5, 14-16 in the New King James says, You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine. Everybody say, so shine. shine. Let it so shine before men. What? How are you going to let it so shine? (laughs) That's kind of a tongue twister. But how does it so shine? You, You let it so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. You live so that people can see the good that you're doing. You're not self-promoting, but you live so that people say, man, there's something different about that person. Amen. When they're ridiculed, when they're mocked, when they're cursed at, all they do is respond in love. Yeah, I know. I lost most of you right there. On the day of Pentecost, over 2,000 years ago, the light of the world was made available to be placed inside of our hearts. Now, because the love of Jesus by His Spirit is living inside of us, each and every one of us can shine. And it doesn't matter what happens. It doesn't matter how dark things get around us. It really doesn't matter what the world tries to throw at us. Each and every one of us can shine with God's love. But I don't think I can, Pastor. I don't... I don't understand. Uh, there's some things going on in my life, things going on in my world. I just I don't see how I'm going to be able to uh, illuminate the love of God. Well, I have good news for you. The Scripture says that Jesus placed His love inside of you. He placed His Spirit. You shall receive power. Amen. And that's not just power uh, to be a witness, but the witness is the love that Jesus placed inside you. That's how people know. There's something different because of the love that Jesus placed inside of you. When He filled you with His Spirit, and we know that God is love, that means His Spirit came on the inside of you. And what is His Spirit? His Spirit is love. So when somebody says, well, I love God, but I hate the church people, the Bible says you're a liar. When people say, well, I love Jesus, but I can't stand the church, the Bible says you're a liar. You cannot love God whom you haven't seen if you don't love your brother whom you have seen. 
You've got to truly figure out how to allow the love of God to heal and to work on your heart. We're in a world that needs to, to see God's love shining. We cannot let the light of His love go out. Amen. So I, I titled this message, Lit by Love. Now I know some of you are going to chuckle at that, but this, there's a, a popular word out today and everybody says, oh, that was lit, right? And they, they're always talking about lit. Well, see, lit in my day, you know, and I'm 41, but lit in my day meant somebody was drunk, like drunk off their rocker, man. They're like, oh, they're lit. That's what it meant. It didn't mean good things. Like today it means, oh, it was hype, it was cool, it was great, it was fantastic, whatever. It was lit, right? So I'm saying you can be lit by God's love. You can be illuminated by God's love. You, you want to talk about hype and fantastic and awesome. You get lit by the love of God. That's the ultimate lit right there, man. And people go by and man, they're lit, right? They're like, wow, they're fantastic. They're awesome. They're hype. They're off the chain. Why? Because they're lit up with the love of God. And somebody that's lit up with the love of God can bring God's love into their workplace. Somebody that's lit by the love of God can bring God's love into a family gathering. They can bring it into the grocery store. Amen. They can bring it into the gas station. They can bring it into the supermarket. Why? Because they've got the love of God shining through them. Amen. I, I get so frustrated whenever I go places sometimes and I, I see Christians in stores or in the mall or something, and they're like, they look like they're ready to fight somebody. It's like, why are you so mad? You know, there was a saying a while back, said, why are you mad, bro? You know, well, what's wrong with you? Why do you look so sad? Why do you look like, you know, your whole world is coming apart? You are the light of the world. But you're a dimwit. That's what I want to say to him. You're supposed to be the light of the world. But man, you, you got your brightness is way down. Like, you got to turn that contrast back up, Jack. you got to come on now. We need to be able to see there's a difference between you and the person next to you. And the only way that's going to happen is the love of God shining on the inside of you. Amen. In USA Today, I read an article this week about... Uh, from It was from 2013. It's still actually around now. Uh, but some of you... How many of you ever heard of Fort Myers, Florida? Anybody ever heard of Fort Myers? All right, a couple of you. Good. Well, it's a beautiful place, and this uh, certain article was talking about the community leaders, philanthropists, and sign businesses, and those who love a long-time Lee County, Florida landmark. Uh, they came forward to save this, this damaged sign that said, God is love. It's on McGregor Boulevard in Fort Myers. And the sign has been in the southeast corner of McGregor and South Grove Avenue for the past 70 years. They're going to put a picture of it up so that you can see it. But the sign is neon green whenever it's powered and shining. And it's been dark. It was dark for about nine months at the time of this writing. And recently, a large truck had backed into the sign and it was kind of leaning. So uh, the sign dates all the way back to 1943 when it was put up by George Grusbeck. Uh, he was a Seventh-day Adventist. The sign had stood in the front yard of the home since then, except for brief periods when it was stored in a garage on the grounds. But the current homeowner at 2013, Sherry Rydberg, said financial issues had made it impossible for her to continue to own the house she had owned since 1996, so the home was in foreclosure. The sign's power is tied to the house's service with Florida Power and Light Company. And I don't know if, there it is, you got this, you know, go back, the, the, look at that, and there on the bottom there's a little uh, paper and it said, need help with the electric bill to keep this 
sign on, you know? Isn't that sad that, that, you know, that, that this lady, she got into such hard times, she couldn't even afford to keep God's love lit. She said, I paid to keep the sign lit for that entire time. I understand the importance of the sign, but I just can't afford to pay for it. Look, I could preach all day on just this article, but I chose to try to keep it general for you. So, T. Wainwright uh, Miller Jr., president of the John E. and Elise Price Foundation of Fort Myers, said that the sign has been an area icon for so long that it needs to be put back in working order. So Miller said he contacted a sign company and a power company, and he said, I arranged with Rick Pritchett of Carter Signs to determine the work to be done on the God is Love sign and to proceed with the complete refurbishing, said Miller. Further, I instructed Jack Morrison and Morrison Electric to arrange for an electric service separate from the house from floor to power and light. Pritchard confirmed, Pritchard confirmed that the work order and said his crews would check over the sign and Miller also vowed that the sign will no longer go without power. I will see that the electricity bills are paid, he said. For many, this sign is an icon that has touched their lives in some way. Richard Aiken, the chairman of the board of directors for Lee Memorial Health System, was adamant that the sign be repaired. We can't have this happen, he said. Now, I don't know if that does anything for you, but man, I read that article, I said, man, that's, if there was ever something that was perfect for what I'm going to preach, this is perfect for what I'm going to, you can show the other pictures. But you see this sign, they worked on this sign, it was so important, they wanted to get the message out that God is love. They wanted that to be lit, even in the darkness. And it's so important, you and I, uh, sometimes we feel like, but God, I just don't have the power. I just don't have the time. There's no way that I'm going to be able to summon the energy and the strength to stay lit. Amen. But God said, I will supply you with the power. I will supply you with the energy. If something gets broke, I'll fix it. I'll take care of it. Amen. I can come in there when things look messed up and it looks like the sign's about to fall. Amen. And I can bring in my own people. I can bring in crews and I can take care of it because I care that people get the message that God is love. Amen. So how do we apply this to our lives? How are we, what are we doing in our lives to stay lit spiritually? What are you doing? Look at your neighbor and say, how are you staying lit? How do you stay lit? I mean, that's probably the question we can all boil it down to. Well, if you are not experiencing the love of Jesus on a daily basis and you feel like He's miles away from you, it's going to be hard to stay lit. If you feel like He doesn't care about you, He's just kind of forgot about you, you're not really that important anymore... It's going to be hard to, to, to keep your, your sign going. It's going to be hard to keep your light burning. It's going to be hard to be illuminated by His love because you feel like His love is a million miles away from you. So I would challenge you. You need to rekindle some things. You need to spend some time in God's Word. Every day you need to spend a little bit of time in God's Word. Now I'm not talking about you know spend time in God's Word and you just you're reading it and you check it off. And I know some of you are like oh, I got to make sure that I check it off my you know. Uh, you version app today. My Bible plan, I got to check that I did it, you know, because pastor's going to check up on me. Now, I don't really check up on everybody, just every once in a while. But when, when you're going through and you're just checking it off to check it off, then you're missing something. But when you go into and you're like, God, speak to me today. Speak to me in your word. I want to hear something from your word today. I want something to minister to me today. Then God's going to speak to you. And that's how you stay lit. Now, if you're not praying, you know, 
You can read the Word all day long and, and some days you won't get anything out of it. Because it's, it's kind of like you're doing your duty. You're not really just asking God to speak to you through His Word. God wants to speak to you through His Word. He wants to minister to you. He wants to give you the help and the love that you need for every day. And so spend every, every bit of time that you can. Now I know sometimes people say, well, I, I just don't have the time and I'm busy and you don't understand because I work and I've got this and that. I understand. But if you don't spend time with God and you don't spend time in His Word and you don't spend time with the people of God, chances are, before long, your light's going out. I'm not trying to be mean. That's not a condemnation on anybody. But the less time you spend with God, the less time you spend in His Word, the less time you spend with the people of God, the more opportunity the devil is going to have, amen, to, to pull you further and further away from God, to make you feel like God doesn't really care about you or nobody cares about you or the church is just an institution or whatever. You've got to stay in communication, in contact, and in close experience with God every day. The local church is not just a place that you attend. It's the people. It's the body of Christ. That's how your love grows. Yes. Amen. I get closer to God by being around His body. Amen. Amen. Yes. Amen. Whenever I was growing up, uh, you know, we, we, uh, we went to church a lot. And I got to see some of the good parts of the body and some of the bad parts of the body. And there are, there are good parts and bad parts to every church. There are good people and bad people in every church. It doesn't matter where you go. Uh, there's no perfect church and there's no perfect pastor and there's no perfect saint. Amen. But it's hard to stay in love with someone that you never spend quality time with. Right. So you have to do it. You have to make it a priority. And if it's not a priority, then you know you might, forgot, you might have forgotten what Jesus has done for you. You might have forgotten how much He loves you and how much having Him in your life makes your life so much better. So this is what I want to give you a couple of things that you can do. How many of you want to stay lit? You want to stay lit? I'm going to give you just a few things and we'll close. I think one of the best things you can do if you want to stay lit is break free from bad habits. Look at your neighbor and say, break free. Paul told the Thessalonians, do not quench the Spirit in 1 Thessalonians 5.19. So let me, let me just kind of go into this. Are you doing anything right now? Do you have any habits or anything that is extinguishing the Spirit's flames in your life? Many Christians remain perpetually immature, unable to grow spiritually because they won't let go of lustful habits. They won't let go of addictions. And if you choose to live in bondage, you can never truly be lit by God. You understand what I'm saying? I'm not trying to condemn anybody. I want, you, I want to help you understand. I know a lot of people that go to church and, and as soon as they get done with church, like, like I'm not talking about just normal church people that are struggling with... I'm talking about elders and leaders in the church and they step out the doors and they start... They step, as soon as they step out, they start having to smoke. Well, what, kind of, what does that say to the people who have come to visit that church that day? It says, man, these people are in bondage to that little three-inch... Tobacco roll. If they can't break free from that, what, what kind of power is there in this place? You, you say, well, Pastor, you're being a little bit hard on people. I'm, 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 I know some people have addictions and have struggles, but the Scripture tells us not to be in bondage to anything. And so when we allow ourselves to get uh, caught up in bondage to, to different addictions and habits, uh, it, it really spiritually ruins us because it ruins our witness. Are you with me? How can people see God's love when they can't, can't get past the tobacco smoke? 
Well, I'll just I'll break free from bad habits. Let's move on to the next one. Share your gifts. Everybody say, share your gifts. Share Real spiritual passion gets ignited and it gets kindled when you start serving other people. Every Christian has a spiritual gift. Look at your neighbor and say, you are no exception. You've got to face your fears. You've got to stretch your faith as, as you begin to step out. But soon you will find there is no greater joy than being an instrument of the Holy Ghost to bless other people. And when the oil of His anointing starts flowing through you, your spiritual brightness will go up. I'm telling you, there are days where, I'll be honest with you, in my humanity, in my flesh, I'm like, I am not lighting anything today. I feel so dim. It's going, to be, it's going to be one of those days. And then something will happen. Something will kindle or something will churn. Somebody will call and I'll begin to pray with somebody and the anointing of God will start flowing. Amen. Not, not that I am trying to make it happen. It's just I know whenever I start praying, whenever I start seeking after God, you, you, the prayer that we pray every day, when I start praying that, something happens. The anointing hits me and I, I start feeling the power of God in a special way. You say, well, what are you talking about? I'm saying you need to let your spiritual brightness go up as His anointing flows through you. Share your gifts. Get involved. Do something. Be, be part of something. Don't sit back and watch everybody else. Amen. Share your gifts. The next one is share your faith. I don't think there's anything more exciting, really, in my opinion, than leading somebody to maturity in Jesus. I think bringing somebody along, helping somebody, uh, whether it's teaching them a Bible study, you know, just being a good example and having good talks with them and praying with them, uh, being there for them. But statistics show that 95% of Christians have never led one soul to salvation. 95%. I guarantee you that if you would step out of your shyness and your timidity and you would share the gospel with a neighbor, with a co-worker, with a servant, at a server at a restaurant or a stranger in the store, your spiritual temperature will rise 30 degrees just like that. You st- I mean, come on. All you have to do is step out a little bit and be like, you know... I don't, I don't know what you're going through, but I, I just know that Jesus is the answer for you. Jesus is so, man, He has been so good to me. I just wanted, I just wanted to stop and tell you, Jesus loves you. you. You say, oh, that's weird. I can't do that. You know what? God is so pleased when we do that. God is so happy. Now, I'm not talking about you You get all weird and you know start cramming religion down somebody's throat in the store, but I'm just talking about just being there for somebody. You, sometimes you notice somebody's going through a hard time. I have never stopped to pray for somebody who was crying. I've never stopped to pray for them that they didn't thank me. Nobody ever said, well, I don't believe in God. Don't pray for me. Nobody has ever said that. You walk up on somebody that's broken and crying and say, can I pray for you? Yes, yes, please, you know. That's usually the response. Why? Because when you get to that place of brokenness, you need help. You know you need help. So you sense these situations. Share your faith. Share your faith. And by doing that, you'll grow stronger. And you grow in your sensitivity when you share your faith. I'm not talking about just cold calling salvation here. Like, well... You need salvation? I got it for you. Here you go. That, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about being spiritually sensitive to the needs of people around you. Share your faith. And then I would say the last one that I want to mention to you is find a spiritual mentor. Somebody say, find a mentor. Find a mentor. You know what? I, I love to hang around zealous, passionate Christians because their brightness directly affects me. It does. Sometimes I'll ask these spotlights to lay their hands on me and pray. Why? Because I want to shine brighter. 
Sometimes I make appointments with them so I can glean from their wisdom and their experience. And you can be sure that when Elisha saw Elijah go to heaven in a fiery chariot, chariot, he was affected by that light. Get as close as possible to those who are shining brightly for God and you will get lit. You can't help it. It just rubs off on you. But you hang with the dim crowd. You hang with a bunch of dimwits. You'll be dim. Amen. You hang out in the dark all the time where it's all shady and yeah, your light won't shine. You've got to allow the, the spirituality of others to rub off on you. You get encouraged by being around the body of Christ. And I wonder if there's somebody, if you would stand with me today, I wonder if there's somebody in here that you say, you know what? Pastor, I know you're being kind of silly about talking about being lit by love, but I really do want to be lit by love. I really do want God's light to shine in me. And I, I want Him to get the glory from my life. And because of Him getting the glory from my life, it will help reach others with His love. If you're here today, no matter who you are, this may be your first Sunday, this, you may have been here for the last several months, the last several weeks, whatever. I want you just to find a place and say, God, would you light me with your love? If there's anything in my heart that's keeping me from shining, if there's anything in my spirit, God, that would hinder me and keep me from shining brightly, help me, God, today. And if you need to repent, repent. You know, if you've done something wrong, your light's not going to shine. If people get, can't see you or can't see Jesus in you because of all the sin in your life, then get rid of the sin in your life. Amen. If you haven't been baptized in Jesus' name, be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. We can take care of that today for you. Amen. We will make sure that not only have you God, has God forgiven you, but we'll make sure that all of your sins are washed away in the name of Jesus. And God wants to fill you with His Spirit so that He can illuminate your life. Would you find a place today? Let's just talk to God and let's ask Him to light us with His love. Let's ask Him to, to, to take everything out of us that's not pleasing Him and make us more like Him today.